welcome to the Hormonal Mama podcast. I am your host, Kara Drescher. Today on the show, I am talking with mindset and lifestyle coach, Stacy Barber. Stacy is so interesting and has so many interesting things to talk about. Today, we are talking about how she became a lifestyle and mindset coach while running her own Pilates studio and with a background in occupational therapy. And we're also going to talk about some fun things, such as how she got the nickname Muda Baker. So stay tuned and listen up. We've got a great show for you today. Hi, Stacey. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. So I am so excited to have our listeners hear all about this wonderful work that you do because you do some amazing, amazing things. And I would love for you to tell us all about this. Mm. I think a good place to start is to understand what exactly a mindset and lifestyle coach is. Mm, Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, first of all, um, just acknowledging, you know, the work that is being done, not only with my work, but with so many amazing coaches and mentors out there. Um, really, mm-hmm. the way that I see this work is is starting at the core of what it is that creates the life that we're living. And if you think about, it's the quote from Gandhi, you know, our thoughts become our behaviors, our behaviors become our habits, become, you know, on and on become our destiny in our life. And if we can start with the thought process, being able to really examine what is it that I'm thinking about each and every day? What is it that I'm focusing on? What am I my thoughts are creating my reality. What am I energetically putting out that I'm going to naturally get back? And as we start to, the way I really love to look at this is sort of like a garden, like a flower garden of cultivating the soil, right? So if you think about a really beautiful garden, or my grandfather, not my grandfather, sorry, my husband's grandfather was a beautiful <laughs> rose gardener. And he, um, when he passed, we ended up bringing about nine rose plants to our house that we have in our backyard. We have six that are still living. And um, we really have to take care of them because it was, you know, it's just a beautiful um, ritual for him that he loved his roses. And I think about we have to go in and we have to take care of the soil. We have to pull the weeds. We have to fertilize and water. And I really love to think about our minds and our mindset and that same capacity of if we're not tending to the garden, then it's just mm-hmm. the weeds can take over. <laughs> so being Absolutely. able right, to look at it like that, it helps us realize it really helps put us back into the, the driver's seat of our experience versus mm-hmm. I think so often so many of us just out of out of um, complexity of what's going on, on in life or ease, we sort of fall into this victim mode of, well, I, I'm doing this because of this, or I feel this way because of this person or this circumstance. And it's like, okay, yes, can can we look at that as something that is occurring in life? And what are the what are the nurturing lessons that are coming from that or epiphanies or whatever it is that we can start to implement into our lives and say, all right, yes, this happened, but now today I have a different choice of how I'm going to view this. Is it either a problem or a really beautiful stepping stone to get me a little bit closer to where I'm hoping to go? So that's really how I like to start to 
you know, help folks really start to uncover almost to feel like the, you know, unpeeling of the onion to get to the core Mm -hmm. of who is it that you want to be? Who is it that you feel you're being called to be and step into this new version or identity of yourself? And how can we start to cultivate that first in the mind where it starts? Oh, I love that. I I really, I just want to back up for a second Mm -hmm. and tell you how much I love that analogy about you know, a garden, because it is just so in line with who we are as people, really. And that nurturing, you know, the soil, you talked about the soil, and it, it it's just, it's such a great way to explain it and look at it in a beautiful way that is very meaningful, mm-hmm. I think, especially, you know, when you talk about the Rose Garden and your husband's grandfather. I mean, that's a beautiful story in itself, but that analogy is really nice. Yeah, I really like you. that a lot. Yeah, thanks so much. It's helped. It's helped folks like see the picture in their mind. They're like, oh, yes. oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Because this is something that we can literally play out like a movie in our mind, and that's the way our minds yes. think, you know, in pictures, images, it, movies. So anytime I can really start to begin to paint that picture, I really try and utilize mm-hmm. that that frame of reference. I love that. I think that's really, really unique. And it kind of makes me curious what drew you to being a coach, particularly a coach with this really unique approach. Yeah. Well, I, the, first answer that comes to mind is life. <laughs> um, like yeah. life, is, like, life is our greatest teacher. It has certainly been mine. Um, and I actually just wrote like a newsletter about this last week that, you know, life is such a beautiful, um, just a beautiful path in which we're, we're kind of going down the, you know, the road and we'll hit a detour here and there. But allowing allowing the experience of life to be their teacher is really such a beautiful gift and um Mm -hmm. for me it really started I, i i've always felt very um and empathetic and i've always been a feeler you know what i mean like i'm a pisces i so you know i'm just naturally like a more emotional person if if you talk mm-hmm. to any of my friends, they'd be like, oh, yeah, she's going to hu- come up and give you the biggest hug. And, like, you're going <laughs> to know, you know, that you've been that's touched so awesome. by her, you know. And that that's the mm-hmm. way I really love to show my compassion and love to other people. And that started at such a very young age for me that I just – I felt others' energy and I felt the power of that, that shift. And there were mm-hmm. some beautiful examples of that in my childhood. I immediately think of my grandparents and the love that they shared and my mother. And then there were some difficult examples of that. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. specifically around my father and um, his struggle with alcoholism and what that felt like as a child, being able to feel all the things. And it's interesting how, you know, talk, we'll talk about something in my childhood and my sister, who is completely different. We were talking about that, like how, you know, how interesting it is that we can have people that are directly aligned with the same mother and same father. And mm-hmm. she doesn't remember any of the things that I do, really, like the way that I mm-hmm. perceived it. And I really kept coming back to that. It's like I've just always been such a an immediate feeler of that, of the energy. And I could see how, you know, the shift in mindset or the perspective or the way that in which we choose to look at a situation can immediately change the way in which we look at the world. 
And, and yeah, that sure. going through that path of, of going through, you know, my younger years and a house that was completely, um, the dynamic was different from one side to the other. Um, having mm-hmm. that, being able to feel that, working on that with myself, going through, you know, my teenage years, I ended up um, making some difficult decisions there that I struggled with intense depression, um, disordered eating, and um, quite a few other things that had happened in my life um, that that ended up, I found myself sort of at ground zero for me personally, and being able to be in that space where I felt like I'd hit rock bottom of not really having the desire to get up out of the bed for certain days. I remember days that it was, it was literally a chore to like get up and brush my teeth um, because it, I, it had just got felt, things had felt so heavy. And um, at that point, I remember just this, this remembrance of, you know, one thing at a time, allowing the light in, how is it that I can start to shift on what is going right? What is going good? You know, the little things, one one step at a time. And that's when I really found that that, that strengthening of that muscle, of that making that decision one after the other for myself, for me, that is how life became the teacher of, okay, you know, this is in your hands, sister. So, you know, what are you, what decisions are you going to make for yourself? And that allowed me to start to really invest in deeply caring for myself, shifting the way in which I thought about things or the mindset around different components of what was going on in my life. And so that really began to put me on a path of not only inner work, that self-work on myself, um, but then also being able to look at how I can utilize all the things that I've learned to help so many other people. And honestly, just by being transparent Mm -hmm. and open about it and talking about the things that have helped me allows other people to say, you know what, like I'm going through that too. I know that I'm not alone. It's just that, that beautiful ability to come together, you know, in that sameness of we're all more alike than we are different. So true. And you just worded that in such a beautiful and really accurate way. And I think that is awesome. (laughs) I do want to ask you, this is, you know, I think this is something really interesting that I'm coming across, excuse me, as I'm getting older and meeting more moms, more women, and more entrepreneurs, I'm finding a lot of women have multiple um, directions in their business. Mm -hmm. And you're a really great example of that. You are this amazing mindset and lifestyle coach, but you also own a Pilates studio and you have a background as an occupational therapist. And I think that is really fascinating um, to have these backgrounds. You know, I can relate to that because I have, you know, my, you know, original um, career and then it you know, sort of transformed elsewhere. And I'm really curious, you know, how, not how, that's not quite what I mean to say. I, I, I guess what I mean to say is tell me a little bit about your Pilates studio, about occupational therapy, how you got started in these industries and kind of how they all work together. Mm, yeah, no, I love that. And yeah, I think it's so amazing that so many people in general, but especially women are allowing themselves to be multi-passionate, you know, like that I love this, but I also love this and can that be okay? And I think 
you know, we're really all getting to this beautiful space of sort of debunking the norm Mm -hmm. where we're like, okay, we have to go and do this thing. We have to do that for the rest of our lives until we retire and da, 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 right? Right. Like dot, dot, (laughs) dot. Because I think that that's what we've all, I mean, for me, definitely personally, that was the message, especially from my father growing up. Mm -hmm. It's like, get the job, you know, do the work, get the insurance, get all the things so that you can retire and then enjoy your life. And, um, that didn't, that doesn't work out for so many people and it did not work out for him. And so that really is, uh, I think such a beautiful thing that's happening just to kind of circle back around to, yes, this is happening so often and I love it. Um, but as far as, you know, the sort of the path that life took me on, I always knew, you know, that I wanted to do something that helped other people. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know exactly what that looked like. And my undergrad was in health promotion and business. And I knew that, you know, just having a healthy lifestyle and mindset has always been really important to me. Like I said, especially after I had to sort of carve that out for myself and cultivate that in my own life. And I was, you know, going around in my mind trying to figure out, like, what what branch of, you know, all these different ideas can I can I start to really focus in on? And, you know, the medical world was always very intriguing to me. But, but the most important part that I knew that I wanted to focus on was having relationship with people. I love that. Like, that I, I you know, like, I didn't want to, for me, and I love nurses, I love the field, but... That was not fulfilling for me. I didn't want to go in, do the things, and then leave. I wanted to work with people on a consistent basis. I wanted to have that relationship, to build the rapport, to really get to know people. And the thing that I started kind of narrowing it down, it's like, okay, medicine. And then, you know, you've got all these limbs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I finally got into, I think therapy is really something that is drawing me in. And then you start to cultivate what branch of therapy and the thing I got down, I narrowed it down finally to um, occupational, occupational and physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this feels re- this feels right. Which of the two? And I started doing my research. And um, occupational therapy, its basis and roots are in mental health. Mm-hmm. And it is all about being able to um, – to create a fulfilling life and and the sort of the heading of the occupational therapy board is living life to its fullest. And so for me, this was a branch of beautiful professional work that was highly, um, you know, its integrity was very high and it allowed me to work with not only the body, but also the mind and the spirit of an individual. That was like case closed mm-hmm. deal. Yes. Sold. Because I, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Signs still deliver. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and so that was just a no brainer. It was like, yes. And I, I'll never forget. I was still, we were still living back in our hometown in Boone, North Carolina. And I went and shadowed an occupational therapist. And in one day she went to, um, a, a lovely little, uh, it was an elderly man. She went to her, his home. She did some home health therapy with him there. Then she went to the local, um, wellness center and did a, aquatic therapy with a little five-year-old that had rheumatoid arthritis. And then she went into the hospital and did some, like, habit tracking, like, um, wellness work with a a lady there at the hospital. And I was like, holy smokes, in one day, you touched all of these people's lives in such a beautiful way. And just 
her joy, the joy that she brought to it. it. It was just beautiful. And for me, it was like, okay, this is, this is it. So we decided to, I, I said, all right, I'm going to do it. And there was this nudge inside of me that said, only apply to the medical university uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. And I was like, uh, one school. Okay. <laughs> so I did, we, on a whim, we moved, I got into the program the very next month and it was a beautiful journey. I mean, such an amazing process. I, I loved that work. I worked in the inpatient rehabilitation hospital for about eight years. I had an amazing team of friends um, and coworkers that the work that we did was just so beautiful and meaningful. We're working with individuals, you know, that had stroke, spinal cord injuries, traumatic brain injuries, you name it. Um, it was really, really beautiful work. And again, we're working with the mind, mm -hmm. you know, these are neurological um, either situations, diseases, all the things that come along with life that, that we're focusing on shifting the mindset. So I can look back and be like, well, of course, this is the path that life has taken me on. Um, and then to be able to see what's happened since. So as I'm working at the hospital, my my dad actually um, ended up developing severe cirrhosis of the liver. Um, this was five years ago. I remember getting the call that he had been admitted to the hospital and they had essentially given him six months to live. And going back to the original conversation of this is the man that the focus was get the job, do the work, dot, 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 until you retire so then you can quote unquote enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. And even though he struggled with alcoholism the entire, you know, time that I remember my father being alive, um, he always had the ability to provide. Mm -hmm. He was working either two, three or four jobs mm -hmm. at any point yeah. in our lives. Like that was just his way of, you know, giving back. And and so I think about how much time and energy he spent, you know, working and, and really trying to build up this nest egg that he hoped to enjoy one day. And so as his disease progressed, they ended up calling in hospice. Mm -hmm. And we had to move a hospital bed into our childhood home mm -hmm. where my father still lived. My mother um, had since um, been gone about 20 years or so. And so... I walk in, you know, here it is, this, you know, the living room where I used to sit and eat cereal and watch cartoons, right. and there's a hospital bed in the middle of this room with my father laying in it. He was already, at this point, a shell of his, you know, usual self, and it was just immediately, I, I, I knew in my heart that you're, you're prepared to help take care of him. You know what to do. You've been trained on how to transfer. You've been trained on how to move people in and out of the bed. You've been trained on what, what looks like when things go wrong. Right. You can give him his medication. You're prepared for this. And I walked in and I was like, okay, I'm here. My, you know, my sister and I were like, let's do this. And we cared for this man for two weeks on and off, um, and granted, you know, if anybody's grown up with a parent or anyone in their life that has struggled with alcoholism, that's usually a very difficult relationship, Absolutely. no matter how you slice mm -hmm. it. And so you, you kind of have to get over yourself for a moment. I did and say, what do I need to do right now? And, and so we're, we're there, we're taking care of him. We're, you know, doing all the things. And I remember standing over him. It was the night before his passing. I obviously did not know what the next day was going to bring. And I'm standing there, and I'm just 
kind of rolling through all the things that have been happening in my mind. And I'm like, God, what, like, what is this really, is this reality? Is this happening? And, and just, it was like out of the, like this instant moment, I got this immediate download. Mm -hmm. And this is for me, this is what I consider my relationship with, with God. Some would say the universe, Mm -hmm. some, whatever, your guides, whoever it is, whatever it is for you. It was immediately, you have been prepared and trained to do this work. You have done an amazing job and now you're done. And I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm done. Like I, I get it. Like after, after this happens, I'm, and it was like, no, no, no. Now it's time to leave your job. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You've gone to school for this. Like my children's daycare was through the hospital insurance, like benefits for the whole family. And I start, I literally was like arguing. I'm like, what do you mean like I'm done? What does this mean? And it's like this, you, all the training, all the things, it prepared you for this. You were able to do this. This was a significant job for you in life is to care for your father right now. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to do the thing that you're meant to do. And I was like, well, what is that then? You know, I, I was just this space of not really knowing exactly what it was. And finally, it was just this peace came over me of it's time to let this part go so that you can open up the potential for all the other things to come, which, again, I had no idea what that looked like. Right. And um, lo and behold, I said, you know, okay, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust this. And the next day, my father took his very last breath. Um, I went to my husband and I said, I have no idea what the hell this means, but like, I've got to quit my job. <laughs> he was like, what? Hold on a second. And I know, I'm like, I know, I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk and this so out. I called, I, I know, he's like, are you sure? But I give him such, such props that he is like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to trust along with you. And so I call my boss and I said, you know, I'm going to give you a month, but like, I don't, I don't know exactly what this means, but hey, you know. So in that next year, I had been teaching Pilates because it's a modality that I love mm-hmm. um, in my body that has helped me with so so much physically, mentally, and spiritually. And um, I had been working part-time at a local studio, and I just kind of kept doing that, and I started exploring all the other things, you know, all the other things that really lit me up. And I was very strongly drawn to coaching and I didn't really know if you go back to the lens of medicine you know there's so many lens of coaching Mm -hmm. too like what part of this like is drawing me in and so I got certified through IIN thinking okay of course it's health coaching yeah like that's I've been so much focused on health for so long and it was like yeah that's not exactly it (laughs) and you know again I'm still teaching Pilates doing the thing and then um about six months after that, the previous owner of the studio that we now own, have almost owned for four years at this point, she writes an email and she said, you know, listen, I'm ready to pass on the helm and, you know, it's just, it's it's my time. If anybody's interested, let me know. And all of a sudden I was like, huh, light bulb. <laughs> Is that is that it? And then I was like, no, I don't want to own a brick and mortar business. You know, I don't want to be tied down, right. all the things. And my husband was really great at this point. I said, listen, Kim's selling the studio. I don't know what this means. There's something about me that's curious, and there's part of me that just says no. And he was like, well, why not? Like, why 
you know, and we started talking about the, the parts of it that were, that I thought would be, you know, not so intriguing. He's like, but you get to really create and cultivate whatever you want this to look like. It doesn't have to look exactly like anybody else has done it or the way that others have made it. And that was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. He really helped me with my mindset around that. And I was sitting out on my porch talking to Cam. We're talking through the process. And for me, I'm such a big believer in signs. And my grandfather, who is one of my most favorite people ever in life, when he passed, for me, his spirit really came back as this really beautiful little delicate yellow butterfly. And I call on him very often to say, you know, hey, am I, like, are things in the, like, are we in the right spot here? Like, what's going on? And I, I had called on him, like, is this something that, is this the next step for me? And as I'm sitting there talking about some of the parts of, you know, the business world that aren't all that fun to get into the conversation of, like, the price and the logistics of it all, um, I look up and this little yellow butterfly just comes out of my periphery. And I swear, it literally almost lands on my nose. <sighs> flies away and then comes sweeps back in again for like a second like just to make sure you saw me the first time but you didn't i'm here <laughs> this is right so cool. and i immediately start crying and i said kim i don't know what this means but i have to say yes like this is yes and and because it was so clear because it was such a resounding like absolutely this is the next step for me i don't know what this means but um i i was able to stay so focus through all the process that could maybe feel a little daunting of buying an existing business, you know, the meetings with lawyers and banks. And it was just like, you know what, but this is it. This is a yes. So I have to stay consistent. And I think back to if I were still working at the hospital and teaching part-time. And at that point I had two children there's no way I would have even considered to explore the idea of buying this space. And, and I said, you know, I look back and I'm like, well, of course I had to quit that so that I could then move into the next, the next part of the story, you know, the next version of this. And that was a clearing out that made space. And in the moment it sounded crazy as hell. Mm -hmm. It was like, what do you mean you're leaving this job? But then, you know, looking at my father's life, he, spent all this time in these jobs that really weren't bringing him joy Mm -hmm. and he passed away a week before he received his first social security check in the mail one week to the day and it was just this sign of like your your life is in your hands like the choices that you make every day what it is that you do with your energy and your time it's important to think about that now and that really helped me sort of take life by the reins a bit more and say okay like yeah that made sense but then that can also be something that no longer nourishes me and I can say that part of my the story that chapter's closed and that that takes that takes a lot of courage really does. and it resilience really does. that does not come from just us alone. I think that there is that knowing that deep knowing of all right I have been um, I have been guided to this by something that's so much bigger than me. And that really helped me see that. And as I was continuing to, again, do the work in the studio that we own, it's such a beautiful space of healing. We, we, I had created what it was that I wanted to see. I have continued on with the legacy that I was part of before. And we treat the whole person here. And so, you know, people say, how do you not still do therapy? And I'm like, you don't understand. I do therapy every day. Like I am 
working with the person in front of me, if it's coaching, if it's in a Pilates session, if it's in a conversation, I am practicing my skills every day. And and that for me is such a beautiful shift, you know, of the way that we look at things, the way we see things. So and that's inspiring. allowed me to really get, yeah, and like get really clear on it starts with the mind. And that sort of, you know, to wrap it all back around led me to really creating this beautiful transformational mindset coaching, you know, business that, God, I love that work so much. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I get off a coaching session and I like, I'm like, oh, I'm tingling all over because it's wrapping in all of this, you know, all of the beautiful components that really, it's just, it is, I know, I deeply know in my heart of hearts that it's, it's my work. I love that. I mean, that in itself, I mean, this whole story is so inspiring and it's amazing to hear where you started and how you didn't just like say, all right, I'm done with this. You brought that with you, your experience, your knowledge, your just, you know, yeah, on the one hand, it's the professional experience, but it's your personal experience. And it's amazing to hear that, how that has all affected you and brought you to this wonderful place that you're at now. It's extremely inspiring to hear. I'm just sitting here listening to you with a smile on my face, really calm. I feel at ease. I feel mm-hmm. like I could do anything <laughs> because oh, that's kind of that. the, uh, uh, what's, what, I can't think of the word I'm looking at, energy, I guess, that, that you give off yeah. is you can do it. And it doesn't yeah. have to be yeah. what you think you should do. It's It might just be something you don't expect. And that's that's what your story tells me is that, the possibilities are endless and you might not know what they are right now, but it'll come to you and listen mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. listen to yourself. I think that's amazing. I, I love, I love it. Oh yeah. Just, Thank you so much. Yeah. And that's, isn't that such a, I mean, I feel like I'm still in the learning of that, of being, um, being in a space of gratitude and just joy mm-hmm. right where you're at, because we all have these big dreams, right? We all have, this vision of what it is that we want to create, whatever it is, if it's a coaching business or, you know, whatever. Um, and, and to be able to say, yes, I'm going to hold this vision true in my mind, in my heart, but I'm also going to release the reins a bit so that the path that takes me there is one that I have to sort of sit back and say, okay, show me the way. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it first really starts with like, can I be, can I be so grateful for exactly where I'm at today? And can I say thank you for all of the little blessings that are coming in, you know, each and every moment that then allows me to enjoy all that's coming. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that that's such an important part of, yes, we can do anything, yeah. but how we get there, it might be a little bit different than what we think. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you can yeah. do it. And that's such you an important message. I, I just absolutely mm-hmm. love that. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious. You know, we're living in such a different world than any of us have ever lived in before right now. And I'm curious how how this bizarre pandemic has affected your work. How, how has that affected your coaching business and your Pilates business? Yeah, yeah. I mean, immensely, uh, you know, owning a brick and mortar, like my my heart and like my hugs go out to anyone that has um, a physical space um, in the in the world that we are in and um, you know working through right now it is something that I think none of us could have ever seen coming yeah. and 
I think for so many, you know, I look at 2019 and we, it was, we were bumping, we were thriving. I mean, you know, it felt like everybody was sort of at the top of their game for a while, (laughs) you know, we're all just chugging along and then boom, right? You know, literally the world said, okay, it's time to hit the pause button. You all have to get creative now. (laughs) Yeah, you all have to get creative. (laughs) So yeah, it's time to open up the horizon and your mindset to like think about these things in completely different ways. And, you know, we immediately had to close doors to the studio and, and you say, oh my God, what does this look like? Is this a forever thing? Is this a few months, you know, it was, there was so much uncertainty, I think was the part that was the most challenging to work through. Like somebody give me the, 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 you know, magic ball so I can see what this looks like on the other end. Nobody had the ball. And, um, so we, yeah, we had to get creative and I really, this is, this was the true test of the work that I have done on myself to stay in a positive frame of mind, to keep you know, the optimism alive to trust whatever was going to happen was going to happen. That if, if the studio did make it, that was meant to happen. If it didn't make it, that was part of the Mm -hmm. journey. It was releasing the control because we did not have any (laughs) and saying, you know, like this is it. And yes, we had to get creative. We started teaching virtual classes. Um, We do a lot of one-on-one and private, semi-private work. So we would have virtual classes online, but I also really encourage myself as well as the instructors that work here at the studio, amazing group of women, don't let this time go by without really soaking up the goodness of what is happening right now because we had the opportunity, the permission that we probably never would have given ourselves to be at home with our families, to invest in ourselves, to rest. Um, that for me was, it was a gift. I didn't know that I needed it as bad as I did. Um, and granted, I understand that there are plenty of folks out there that are like, man, I, that was enough family time for like my wife. (laughs) (laughs) But, but you know, for me, it was like, okay, what, what it it provided a clean slate of what is it that I want my life and my businesses to look like moving forward? Mm -hmm. Where do I want to put my energy? Where what do I want to say yes to? What do I want to say no to? Mm-hmm. Can I can I just wipe the slate clean and start start from the drawing board again? And that that was really beautiful because I think we especially as women live in a world of shoulds. Yes. Well, I should be working XYZ hours or I should be spending this amount of time, you know, with my children or we should be going to all of these birthday parties that we get invited to every weekend. Well, says who? And and I think that giving ourselves the permission of saying, does that really feed me? Does that really um, enhance my life? Is that what I want to be doing with my time? Because I think the, the, the good and the bad about something like this, the there is, a, you know, there is a fear of our health. There is, there was a true concern of, I don't know what's going to happen if I get this thing. Mm-hmm. And which brings us really close to our own mortality. And what I've learned with this through, again, life experience is that when we can get really honest with, with what it is that what looks like to be a human here on earth, that we're not promised any extra time, that 
it's really important to decide what it is that we want our days and our hours and our minutes to look like and what's our legacy what do we want to what do we want to be remembered for what do we want to know as we're laying you know in our last moments what is it that we want to say i'm so glad i did that i'm so grateful that i i took that leap or i made that decision or i said you know i told this person i love them and really meant it you know and that for me it inspired me so deeply to know that like whatever happens on the other end of this like this is my work and just moving from that space and i i would i would release it every day and i would say all right universe if the studio is meant to stay open show me the money help me keep it open help me pay the rent and i cannot express like just the most random moments I would go to the mailbox and I'd be like why did I just get this refund from the bank where did this come from and it was the exact amount to cover my rent for that month and I was like okay thank you I know we're supposed to be here and that's amazing you know and I feel like we're sort of we're getting there the as vaccines are rolling out people are feeling more and more safe to come back and the people that are stepping into these studio doors they're so happy to be here they are so grateful to A, be alive, and then also B, be able to take care of themselves and be in a like-minded community that they know that they're safe, they're loved, like we're, we're here for them. That, you can't, you can't put a, you can't put a price tag mm-hmm. on that. That's just a really beautiful thing. And um, yeah, and I think so many folks have really gotten so clear on this with themselves that they're, they're saying, okay, how can I start to shift what it is that my choices in my life look like. And and that's the beautiful part about being able to provide the coaching services that I do is that I can help them start to cultivate, like, this is a really beautiful, like I said, clean slate. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do from here? Right. <laughs> you know, and get excited about it because it's a really, it's a beautiful opportunity before us. And I think that when we allow ourselves to see that to see the good and and all you know the silver lining of this it allows that really really beautiful feeling to come in of okay you know I've got this and I I know what it is that I want to create from this point on you just worded it so nicely I love that I mean I just I think (laughs) you have such an awesome uh approach you know, you, you, you have this amazing way of wording it where you just feel at ease and it makes it easier to make those decisions for yourself. And I think that is really admirable and inspiring. So Thank there's that. So, much. so Thank you. I want to ask. I, lo- I love it. I love it all. Well, good. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I want to ask you some fun questions here. Um, okay. These are great. my let's get to know you and you get to know yourself a little bit better kind of questions. Um, yes. My first two questions are similar questions, uh, but they are a little bit okay. different. I'm going to give you both. You can answer them in whatever order. You can not answer them if you don't want to. If you're like, I don't know. I've had people be like, I don't, I have no idea. Why are you even asking me that? And, you know, <laughs> you can also, you know, I, th- here, I'll ask you the question and then you decide how you want to answer. The first one is, okay, great. who are three people who have had the most influence on you? And the other one, which is my absolute favorite, which could be the same three people or not, is if you could have dinner, lunch, snacks, drinks, conversation, whatever floats your boat, with three people, deceased or alive, related to you, not related to you, fictional or real, they could be cartoons if you want, whatever it is, comic strip, (laughs) who are they and why? 
So here we go. Put oh, you on the spot. I now. love this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Well, it's interesting. I definitely felt at first I'm like most influential people and I had to sit with that one for a moment because mm-hmm. it's like your mind goes whoo um but it immediately get really clear um and number one is my mother mm-hmm. um and because her strength in being able to stand for what she knew was right to care for herself and her family uh, my daughter do- my sister and I mm-hmm. um and to be able to show us unconditional love through the good bad and the ugly mm-hmm. like to see the strength in that, hands down, um, she is definitely number one. Um, and a quick story about her that really signifies this too is she actually, as my dad was passing, she showed up on the doorstep of this home that they had built together and that she had not lived in for 20 plus years. And, you know, she was married to this man that was struggling with a severe disease for most of his life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, that affects everyone. Yeah. And she came in to this house, um, such a strong, beautiful person, and she stood by his hospital bed. And at this point, he couldn't speak anymore. He could hear. And um, she forgave him. She stood there and she forgave him in front of my sister and I and all of our daughters. It, and I I stood there and just I, tears just streamed down my face because it was the most beautiful um, picture of true forgiveness that I've ever witnessed in my entire life. It, it gets me choked up just thinking it's that powerful. today. And the crazy thing that happened is three hours later, he left his physical body. Mm. And I, I just remember being like, he was waiting for her. Like, he was waiting for this. And and she listened to that pull to show up, no matter how difficult that was. I can't imagine. But she continues to amaze me. That's so, I have chills. Literally, <laughs> I have goosebumps on my arms. I'm looking at them, hearing oh. that story because it's that powerful. And I just, that's it, amazing. It, I mean, it really, it really wow. was. I mean, and my sister and I were like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> Because happening. we were uncomfortable. <laughs> and then, and then you know, by the time she leaves, we're all red-faced right. and, you know, puffy. And it's just, yeah, I get it. beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would say second my grandparents Mm. they were the most beautiful example of love light um just the most beautiful people and and they really they really signified not only just a loving human being but a loving relationship Mm. that that was such a beautiful example for me and my grandmother's 93 she's kicking it strong Mm -hmm. she is one of my most favorite people in life and um, she's got this beautiful spirit. And, I, yeah, I, I know that I would not be who I am today if they had not been part of my life. So hands down. And like I said, my grandpa, he, he visits frequently in his, his butterfly body. I love <laughs> so that. So we talk a lot. I love that. Yeah. And this, the third, this was hard. But then when it came to me, I was like, well, of course. And it's my daughter's. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not have made the decisions that I've made in my life from the point that they were born on if it weren't for them. They inspire who I am and who I am becoming and who I'm meant to be every day. And the decisions that I make because of them, it's just, I, yeah, they, they are my heart and my life. And yeah, I'm just so grateful to have them because they, they help me become a better person mm-hmm. every day. And so I never thought I would have daughters, but I'm so grateful that I did. And I remember, you know, I was 
having a prayer around, you know, I don't know if we're going to have boys or girls or whatever. And I said, all right, God, if we're going to have girls, like I want strong, independent women, Mm -hmm. you know, I want them to be a boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He sort of winked and said, all right, here you go. Careful what you ask (laughs) for because they, they are fiery and I love it. And so, yeah, they, for sure. Those are the three that like sort of compartments of the most influential um, and then, okay, so the people that I want to sit down with, I had to go to four. I couldn't that's just okay. stop at three. Nothing I hope wrong that's with okay. that. Some okay, people cool. only have one. Some people have 50. So, you know, whatever. I like yeah. three is kind of my well, lucky I, number, so I just use three. I know. I love my it. my standard. I love it. <laughs> it's great. I love that. Well, you know, and again, I would say my grandfather, but I, I feel like I'm in con- continual conversation and communication with him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's already happening. Okay, so my four are – Gabby Bernstein, I love her. I love her work. I love what she's doing in the world. She has been a mentor to me through books, through her pot. I mean, all the things. Like she's <laughs> so great. Um, Oprah was just an easy. Yeah, I mean, it's like, kind of like just, why wouldn't you? <laughs> she's so amazing. Why not? I'm with you there. She's amazing. Um, Maya Angelou. Mm. I loved her spirit. I loved the message that she brought to the world Definitely. as a whole. I just love her. And then the fun one is Bob Marley. Oh yeah. And he I love his music. I think he I think he was a mentor and a coach and a guide in his words and his life. And we love him so much that my middle, my oldest daughter's middle name is actually Marley. Is it? It's Haven Marley. Oh, how yeah. beautiful name so, anyway, but yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So, so, yeah, and he's just great. I mean, I and I want to sit down with all of them at the same time. Can I have that option? Sure. Like at a round Absolutely. table, like out in the sunshine. Absolutely. Having a cocktail or a coffee, oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, isn't that a lovely day? <laughs> oh, I'm just sitting there picturing oh, that and being like, hey, everybody. God. Let's chill. Yeah, we're just chilling. Oh, love that. You <laughs> yeah. have it however you want, one at a time or everybody all together, dinner party. Fabulous. It's, it's up to you. This is your group yes. of people, so however you mm-hmm. want to do it. I love that. <laughs> Great. I got it. That's the vision. I'm going to hold it. I <laughs> love it. I'm envious. That sounds like a really fun group of people to get to. Well, you're invited. Oh, thanks. You're invited. Okay. Score! <laughs> of course. So excited. I love it. <laughs> um, so let me ask you two more fun questions. Um, the yeah. first one is... What do you enjoy doing when you're not working? Oh, man. I narrow that one down. That's a tough one, I know. Um, I, listen, like anything in nature. Yeah. Like hands down. And I, and I mean, just like quiet, like if it's taking a walk, mm-hmm. if it's sitting on the beach, if it's um, riding my bike or a paddleboard. I, just being outside, hearing the birds chirping makes my heart so happy. And um so, yeah, anything in nature, hands down. I love it. Whatever that looks like. Yeah, and, and nature, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I like that because it's such a broad um, idea. Nature is so yeah. broad and amazing that there's so many wonderful, you know, enjoyable things you can do in nature. So I think that's an awesome yeah, answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it meets you wherever you're at. <laughs> you exactly. Know? You don't have to go find it. It's there. Absolutely. So, yeah. I love that. Definitely. That makes a lot of sense to me, especially based on, you know, you as a person. It just sounds yeah. like it makes sense. So my last question is, do you have a nickname? <laughs> I love this question. I love nicknames. I just have to tell you, I'm a big nickname person. I always used to have nicknames for people. Some of them had nothing to do with their name. Some of them were just shortened 
I, I'm always curious because I find that people kind of fall into two categories. They're either nickname people or they're not nickname people. Right. And so it's always right. so fun to know, like, do you have a nickname? And if you have a oh nickname, God. is it a nickname that only one person calls you or everybody calls you? I'm just curious. It's a fun one. This is a funny question. I, I Immediately, my mind goes to three. I have lots of nicknames. <laughs> um, I, definitely, I'm, I love it. Um, so there's, I'll, I'll run through these. This is fun. So the first one that my sister actually gave me growing up. So I remember I came home with like a report card or something. And my middle, my maiden name was Stacy Denise Moody. Mm -hmm. And so I was reading it off. and No, I handed it to her and she starts reading it. And you know how you do Stacy and then like a D and then a dot, Mm -hmm. like a period, right? So she's reading it and she's like, and this is Stacy D dot Moody. And she's like, Stacy D dot. And she's just like, Stacy D dot, Stacy D dot. And so she calls me, she still calls me that. And my mom, they joke or they'll call me stay, you know, but like that's, that's always That's like kind of a funny little like D dot. Oh she was so cute when she said it. I know. That's awesome. So then my maiden name obviously was Moody, mm-hmm. and um, my husband and I went to high school together. Oh, and we to were that. kind of in different different crowds. Yeah, we talked about this, which is fun. Mm-hmm. We did not date in high school, but we both definitely noticed the other person. Mm-hmm. Like there was a chemistry that was very present. Yeah. But thank God the universe said, not yet. Yep. Don't mess this one up. Mm-hmm. Um and I did not know this until years later. But you know like the old classic Studebaker cars, mm-hmm. you know, like the good looking like classic oh, old yeah. car. That's one of my favorite he, things in life. He called right? Oh, he called me Mudabaker to all of his friends. So he would be like there's Muda Baker. Muda Baker came to one of my parties this weekend. You no know, way, and I'm like, awesome. I had no idea. Oh my gosh, I so love that. So still call me that. That is <laughs> so be like, awesome. How's Muda Baker? Oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, isn't that great? I love that. Yeah. That is awesome. Isn't that great? And he actually, he he's in the apparel, like performance apparel business. Mm-hmm. And he actually made me a shirt with a Studebaker car on it. And it says Mudabaker oh, on it. It's just so That's cute. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. He'll still call me that. That is so, so cute. So he calls me that. Now, the funniest of all, which I hated at first. And I've got it. I, I literally was like, no way. <laughs> so the first, um, my, my sister-in-law, my husband's sister, her first daughter, Katie Ruth, we, you know, we love, we love all of them. We had a special relationship with her. She was the first. Mm-hmm. So she gets to name us because we didn't have aunt, uncle names mm-hmm. yet on that side of the family. And so my husband's name is Brandon Barber mm-hmm. and she could not end up saying Brandon. It, like, it was just a hard name for her to right. say out loud. And so they were like, why don't you call him BB? Because that's his initials. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, BB, BB, BB. And then they immediately look at me. And I'm I'm not a tall person. Mm-hmm. I'm like 5'2 on a good day. <laughs> yeah, you're like right? me. I think I'm an inch and taller they, than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm like holding on to that five, one, you know, three and a quarter inch thing. Yep. I, I, I come from a family of short people, so I understand. Yes. So, so we're sitting there and my sister-in-law, she looks at, she looks over at me and she's like, well, what about Pee Wee for you? And I was like, no way, no how. And I was immediately like, no Oh my God. Way is that sticking? Oh, I have tears in my eyes. That is amazing. <laughs> Oh, wow. So guess who I am to all of my nieces No way. Are you really? Pee-wee. Oh, and it's so, oh my gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> I love 
amazing. That is amazing and hilarious. I and I mean, it. I was like daggers out of my eyes. I was like, no. Oh. And and then and then you know they start these little kids start calling you Phoebe, 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 and you know and you're like, oh, I guess it's okay. And it becomes endearing, you know, endearing. And then when they call me Stacy, I'm like, what do you mean, Stacy? Like, what did I do to you? Why are you not calling me Pee Wee? <laughs> that is so fantastic. Is that accurate? I know. Oh. So yeah, I've got quite a few. I Pee Wee's probably the funniest. Oh my God. You know, our friends and when our friends hang out with our family, they hear it and they're like, whoa. And I'm like, no. And then they start calling oh, me Pee Wee. And so I'm like, oh my God. So it's just you gotta take it with a grain of you salt. You have to. On, Listen, right? I get it. When when my nieces were little, because I have twin nieces, they're teenagers now, but when they were little and they were learning how to talk, they couldn't say Aunt Kara. So they would call me three different things, and this rotated for a while. It was either Ak, Aka, or everybody's favorite, Kaka, which, <gasps> yes, they called me that for a while, and I was like, oh, God. You're like, I don't know how I feel about this. Exactly. But then you love them so much, and you're like, but it's so cute and funny. And then you laugh, and they continue to say it, and you're like, all right, I guess that's what you're going to call me. And then it sticks. Right. Well, And then that's it. And then it's like, yep. it's yours. Exactly. You have, been, like, you have taken it on. Yep. Luckily, they outgrew it, and they call me Aunt Kara now, oh, but, you know, they're 15. I would I hope they don't it. call me Kaka anymore. I know. I feel like I'm going to be stuck with Pee Wee until I'm in my 80s. It's, I swear to God, like, name. I really feel like it's stuck. You just don't have a choice. It is what it is. It's just, yeah. And it's one of those battles that I'm like, you know, I'm good. Like, I don't need to fight that. Yeah. I'll just keep it. It is what it is. I'm going to own it. Exactly. I'm just going to own it. You just have to. So, Stacey, tell me where our listeners can connect with you and learn more about you and what you do. Mm, Absolutely. Thank you for providing that opportunity. Of course. Um, I... My website has so much about me and my work and my offerings. And so that is stacybarber.com. Super simple. My name is spelled with an IE. Um, check that out. You can reach out to me. Email is really easy as well. Stacy.barber at gmail.com. Um, and then I am, I've got a talk radio show that's on, you know, all of the podcast uh, show, channels. Um, and it's called Grounding Into Your Radiance, that and that's with me. And then um, I'm on, you can also find that on YouTube. And you can actually um, – it's a video offering, too. So you can either choose to do video or audio through the podcast um, platforms. Yeah. That. So that's where I'm at right now. That's so, so great. Stacy. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was such a fun conversation. I I already, you know, knew you. We already have had conversations, but I feel like I got to know you even more today, and that is just so awesome. So I can't oh, thank you enough thank for you. coming on the show and being here and giving our listeners some amazing information. Oh, my God. It's been a complete pleasure. I, I love this, and I just – I love conversation, you know, and being able to connect. So thank you for the opportunity. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of good laughs. Yes, I love laughing. (laughs) Laughing is important. Laugh, laugh, laugh. medicine. It is. I say it all the time. Laughter really is the best medicine. Wow, what a truly inspiring conversation I had with Stacy. I think it is amazing to be able to look at your life and say, what do I want? Who do I want to be? And to be able to coach people through those thought processes is just very special and very unique. So I hope you got a lot of value out of our conversation and I hope you reach out to Stacy. She can make a huge difference when you are trying to figure out 
your future. Make sure you join me next week when I will be talking with postpartum coach, Samantha Flores. Looking forward to it.